Grab hold of your Bibles, and we're going to go to the book of Luke, chapter 5, and I'm going to read from verse number 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a series of what they would call the call scenes in the Bible. And what that means is Jesus is getting ready to choose the people that he's going to spend the most time with that will impact the world. And I'm grateful to God that he's such a good God. And this is the calling of one particular character that is very dear to me. This is the apostle who at this time is known as Simon, but we know him as Peter. Somebody say Peter. Peter. And the Bible says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, which is also the lake of Galilee, the people were crowding around him and they were listening. I love how the Bible says this. They were listening to the word of God. Let that sink in. Who's talking? <laughs> they were listening not to, to, to just work. They were listening to the word. In the beginning was the, and the word was with and the word was and then you jump down to verse 14 and it says and the word was made they were listening to the word of God they were listening to Jesus come on somebody and the Bible says that he saw the, at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. Now, there's something missing here because Jesus just, the Bible says he just got into one of the boats. This is not by accident. It was the one belonging to Simon. And he asked him, could you just Put out a little bit from the shore. And then he sat on the boat and taught the people from the boat. Do y'all see that? And he's preaching. And let me tell you, nobody could do it like Jesus. When Jesus preached, lives are changed. And so he's speaking and no doubt about it, the word is transforming lives on the shore. And when he was finished preaching, the Bible said when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let the nets for a catch. Let them down. Simon answered, Master, we, we work hard all night. And the truth is, we ain't, 
We ain't caught anything. Now this part of the story is amazing because this is a fisherman talking to a carpenter's son. The carpenter's son is telling him, let's go fishing. And the fisherman says, I know what I'm telling you. We did this all night and there is nothing to show for it. But I like Peter. See, Jesus is, he's interviewing for a position. And your response is going to determine if you get the job. Jesus ain't come here to catch no fish. Jesus came here to catch a disciple who would stand up on the day of Pentecost and preach the first sermon the church would ever hear. And that apostle's beginning starts with something crazy. A carpenter's son telling him, let's go fishing. And he says, we've done this all night and worked hard and we caught nothing. But because you say so. Oh, that sermon must have been good. Whatever he preached on that boat caused Peter to say, I might need to listen to you. Because you said so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, them boys rowing out. However they getting out to the deep, they're leaving the shore. They are, and whenever you go out to the deep, you got to go over waves. You got to make your way out. And as they're out where the water is deep, Peter grabs the net, flings it out. As he does that, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signal their partners. They shooting flares up in the air. Oh, oh! How you say it in the? And the new one, boy, I might take off. They signal their partners in the other boat, come, come, help. And them boys making their way out there. And they fill the boats so full. Whoa, hold on now. That the boats began. The blessing became a problem. <laughs> the, the, the net is broken. That means fish is probably, you know, if it was me, I was one of them joints. <laughs> I'm out. 
I don't know why I do this stuff, bro. I be trying to stay serious. Even with a broken net, they're gathering so many fish that it's sinking the boat. There's somebody else controlling this fish. And when Simon saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions, companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partner. Then Jesus! Oh, Y'all got to see this. Simon is over there. He's seeing this. And something hits him. This is a righteous man. And Simon thinks about all the stuff he's ever done and says, Jesus, I appreciate your blessing, but there's no way I'm worthy of ever being around you. Leave the boat. And the master says, Simon, don't be afraid. How many know the call of God is scary? I ain't talking to everybody in this house anymore. I'm talking to people who's got a call on it. Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord, if I had a church who had a call. Some of y'all look like y'all been calling. Hallelujah. How many of you know you don't have to always call. Is someone calling you. The problem is whenever you get into trouble, you're always calling and you're not listening because what is happening in your life is somebody's actually calling you. But because you're afraid, you start calling everybody else. But the calling of God is scary. And Jesus says, don't worry about the nets broken. Don't worry about the boat sinking. I'm on the boat. It can't. It cannot sink. Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, from now, you got the job. Found the man I'm looking for. What was it about what he said? All he said was, I'm sinful. And God said, hired. He didn't say, I went to seminary. I preached for years. I was under the leadership of Bishop. Bishop, Bishop. I, I served under Pope. We might as well have a Pope in the church now. <laughs> I served, I preached for, I was worship leader for so many. I might check my resume in God. I know scriptures, I can teach this Bible. I have a podcast. <laughs> the man said, after seeing who you are, I know I'm not worthy. And Jesus said, hired from today, you will be a fisher of men. You will fish for people. Today, I want to talk to you. Behave, Rich. 
from the subject. The issue is not trying. The issue is trusting. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit. Man, y'all ain't come to have no church. But I'm going to preach myself out of what I'm in. Hallelujah. The issue is not trying. The issue is trusting. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, put your voices to heaven. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you would move in this house like only you can. I feel your spirit moving in this place. I feel the Shekinah glory of the Lord wanting to do something in this house. God, I don't know what people came in here with, but I know who's here. God, there's miracles in this room. There's healing in this room. There's deliverance in this room. There's joy available in this room. There is everything we are looking for in this room because you are in the room. And I pray that you would move in this house by your power. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But don't go too far, Ray. Hallelujah. I mean, you could go. Don't go too far. Give it up for my brother, y'all. Y'all got to clap. Y'all know what I'm like. Clap. Come on, welcome him home. Welcome him home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. It is so funny to me that when you read this scripture, Jesus is getting ready to choose men that would turn the world upside down. If I were getting ready to choose men who would transform the world, I am looking in the upper echelon of society. I am going to corporate America. I am going to the highest, those that have achieved the highest level of college and whatever degrees they uh, might have attained because I believe that I must find the best of the best and the world says the best of the best are found in certain places. Come on, you live in this world. The best of the best, we say, has certain qualifications. But when Jesus is getting ready to choose some of the most important men, he does not go to where the world suggests to go. He goes where he feels like going. As a matter of fact, where he goes is confusing because he goes to a place where you probably would not want these type of brothers running any type of ministry. By the man's admission, he's sinful. 
He's a fisherman. And people who work this type of jobs, it's a business job. It's a trading job. They're working at the port. They're meeting people. They're selling. They are, they are, they are liable to be not the best of people. And this is the type of people that God gets around. When God got ready to choose his disciples, he went to fishermen. He went to tax collectors. Tax collectors are not like your IRS agent today. Hallelujah. They collect whatever the government requires them to collect. In the Bible, a tax collector collected what Rome told him to collect, and he was given permission to add on whatever he felt his fee was, and the person had to pay it. I promise you right now, if I lived then and I wasn't saved, I'd have been a tax collector. Because it was the easiest money you would ever make. If you needed money, you just told the people, if their tax is 500, your tax is six grand. What's the rest for? French fry tax. I don't know where that came from. Parents would know what I'm talking about. And they were hated. And Jesus went to the, these kind of people, he went to a zealot. A zealot is somebody who would murder you if they catch you lurking alone. And this is the type of people that Jesus went looking among. Let me say this to you. You know, God qualifies the called. You know, we used to say this, that we used to say it different before. We used to say, God doesn't call the qualify. He qualifies the call. And I didn't want to say it like that because when you're called, you still got to be qualified. But what I find is that if you just said God qualifies the call, you get it. If you're not qualified, you become qualified by the working of the Holy Spirit in you. So God can take dirty people, sinful people, but they don't stay sinful. They don't, they don't stay dirty. They don't stay broken. They don't stay messed up. There's a working in the Holy Spirit that begins to change them, that brings them to a level in life that they were never qualified for. But when you see what he's done in their life, you are convinced that something else worked on this person. I feel like preaching into this house already. I might not have a witness or you might not, this might not resonate, but I'm sure there's somebody in this house looking at your personal resume and what he's doing in your life. You know the hands of God is working. And he begins to qualify you. And Jesus is walking on the shore. And the Bible says, as he looks over, he's got a problem because the crowd is all around him. And he's not able to preach to them. And he needed a pulpit. He needed a podium. And he looks over and he sees two boats that belong to Simon Peter. Listen to this, y'all. And he immediately makes that his choice of where he's going to preach. Here's my second point. Our property our possessions and platforms are pulpits for God to reach others. Understand this, that this is this man's business. The boat is his company. The boat is his career. And Jesus looked at his career, his platform, his possession and said, I want to make your every reason for existence, my place 
of, of, of proclaiming my message. And I want you to know that every person in this room, here's a problem that we have. Oftentimes we separate our vocation from God. We leave church and we leave God here. And we never, we never take him thinking that God actually has blessed you and allowed you to have everything you have because he's waiting for you to invite him and say, preach on my platform. But some of us would never allow Jesus to enter our platform because he might mess it up. But I want you to know that any person who is saved, everything God is ever going to bless you with, you better start seeing it as a platform for him to use. God wants to take your possessions, your, your, your property, and all that you have and cause it to become a pulpit so that his voice can be heard. Have you ever thought about the fact that God just doesn't want to bless you to sustain you, but he wants to bless you to cause others? to be blessed by you everybody in church loves to clap to that because that means more money I'm blessed to be a blessing and our minds mean more money but the money never goes out to be a blessing the platform is never used to glorify God as a matter of fact we get the platform and then we go on Instagram and we use all types of secular music to promote the did I, did I say that out loud we use the devil's, we don't never ever at any time begin to just share. Listen, this is the goodness of God that is blessing me. God does not get glory from those platforms. And he wants it. He wants it. He's waiting for you to say, give me a chance to speak on that platform, that position, that place that you put me. When are you going to let me shine? And he looked over and he saw two boats and he said, I'm going on this man's company. I am going to preach in this man's business. Now watch this. Here's the beauty, y'all. While you are waiting for guidance and you're waiting for God to do something in your life, God found Peter doing something. Peter's over there washing his net. And I want you to know something about boats. Boats cannot stare unless you are in motion. The rudder in the back cannot stare the vehicle unless it's moving. And too many of us were stagnant doing nothing, hoping God would come and just move us. God don't want to move you. He want to stare you. What are you doing to be stared? And the beauty of Peter, why God is getting ready to choose him, because he's a man who does things. Y'all know Peter. Come on, you know Peter. Peter's the guy who corrected Jesus. Peter was the guy who looked at Jesus and said, you are the Christ. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Father and two Three sentences down, four steps later, he turned and said, Jesus, don't you ever say you'll die around me. Peter was a man of action, but he just needed to be guided. Some of us, we don't even got no action. God knows I can't even stare you because you don't move. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that God met him and he was washing his net. And he tells you why. And I, 
I know this firsthand because I live by the water. And the best time to go fishing is in the night because the sunlight isn't out. When the sunlight's out, it chases the fish down from the surface. So most people, if you're a good fisherman, you know I'm going out at night because the fish are likely to come up. The water is cooler. and As they come up, you get a better catch. And this is an experienced fisherman because he knows this because he tells you that I've been fishing all night. And when you see these guys go out, they really do mean all night. They're dudes that when I'm getting ready to go to sleep, you just hear them cranking up on a nautical mile. Where are you going? Turn that boat off. They are going fishing. It is pitch dark. I don't ever go out when it's dark because I know I ain't coming back. Hallelujah. They, they go out when it's dark, and, and, and sometimes when we are out there when it's dark, they say, how do you see out here? I said, you don't. You just got to trust the instruments and be able to know the water. And these men, they go out at this time when there's nothing because they want to catch fish. And he's been doing this from the night before, all night. It's 10 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock. He's fishing. He's catching nothing over here he moves to another place he tries again over here it doesn't work he's sailing around it's 12 a.m in the morning he's trying and there's nothing he starts to get tired because this is not just he's not just going home like when we fish here in new york we're trying to catch sometimes we throw back we don't care he's this is his if i don't catch fish I don't make a living. I got to catch this fish to go sell it. This is how I make my list. This is my company. So at 12 o'clock, he's making nothing, which means that he's got no money and he's wasted all his time toiling. One o'clock rolls around. Two o'clock rolls around. He's going all over and nothing in the whole sea all night. Three o'clock rolls around, four o'clock, 4.30, daybreak begins to come. And he says, it's time to go back. He sails back the boat, they dock it. And he picks up nothing. I don't know about you. But have you ever felt like I have tried? The problem is not in the effort. Oh, I'm in a marriage and the problem is not the effort. God has given me uh, uh, something to steward and I'm trying and I've got expectancies for it. But every time I try... So I'm in this marriage and I'm fighting and we ain't getting along. You know what? The problem might be me. Let me go get a book. And I've read a book and I sat and I read the five love languages. And I know my love languages is money. Hallelujah. You can love. 
I've read the five love. I read, I read how to deal with conflict management, how to deal with this management, how to manage this, how to deal, how to speak properly, how to communicate during angry moments, and 10 steps to a better marriage, and 40 steps, and you read, 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 and every time you come together and you try, and you're trying everything you know, his love language is touch. So I'm gonna go touch his shoulder, and, and you're touching his shoulder, and 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 you. You have to be patient and you have to learn to listen more and you listen in more and then all of a sudden something happened and somebody looks over and say who who forgot to wash the dish well, well, well babe <laughs> you know I know it bothers you that you know you like acts of service you like to see things clean but I, I, I'm sorry I forgot it well you know and and he's over there and he's on some well you know you could have just picked that up and the way he said that you know it it it, it, it took you back when you were a child hallelujah it took you back to when people spoke to you it took you back to all types of trauma you don't see it unfold it just happens in you and he said it in a kind of way and it's not what he said it's how he said it hallelujah and so it goes from all of the books you read just leaves your hand y'all ain't gonna help me in this room all of the books read and so 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 you 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 put away two books now the love language book gone hallelujah you you still got the the, 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 the dealing with anger going on and, and he's still talking though that's the problem hallelujah his mouth is moving but you ain't hearing what he's saying no more so that means a communication book left hallelujah and now finally he, he says something and it just rubbed you the wrong and all the anger inside of you you just have to let it go hallelujah and you said listen to me I tried with you but you this can't work we gotta go our separate ways the problem was not the effort Have you ever tried opening a business? Have you ever tried being somebody who tries to do something that you know you're gifted in? And as you work it, year one, it did nothing. Year two, it did nothing. Year three, it did nothing. Have, have you ever sat and felt like so much potential in me, so much I'm, I've got to offer the world? And I'm, the problem is not trying. The problem is that after trying I'm not lazy I do this all night while others are sleeping I'm working I give my all to everything I put my hands to and it just feels like my net is empty and while he is looking at an empty net, Jesus is looking at him. Because here's my next point, y'all. When trying ends, when effort ends, trusting begins. It's not that you weren't trusting all the time. But I found out about God that there are some things he allow you to come up empty on first. Because the problem is if you did it on your own effort, you would give yourself. 
So he allows something to go to the point where you have nothing else. And when effort fails, the only thing you got left is to go to God and say, I'm going to trust you. Who am I talking to in this room? Oh, keep your claps. Who am I talking to for real in this room? Who am I talking to in this? I'm, I don't care about those who came to analyze preaching a church city. I came to talk to those who said, Pastor, I know there's a lot in me. I know there's things God wants to do in my life, and it ain't a lack of effort. It's just that I don't know what he's doing in my life. And if I don't hear from him, I'm going to lose my oh, have you ever been there yeah you can be a Christian and feeling like I'm gonna lose my mind you can be a Christian and do things for God and it fail right in front of you and you go home and cry you can be a Christian and fail horribly you can be a Christian and things are empty in your life you can be a Christian and feel like I am not one nobody gonna tell me nothing in this building I'm not talking to you about what I don't know there are days that I always, people always tell me that. They say, uh, Pastor, I feel far from God. And I understand what they're saying because I could relate to what they're saying. But I have to change my speech because even in my feeling far from God, even in my washing my net, he is right there. I came to tell somebody that God is right there. Whether you believe that or not, whether you're ready to quit or not, whether you're ready to throw in the towel or not, I came to tell you I don't care about everybody else, but I'm talking about somebody who's getting ready to quit on life, quit on everything. You're just about to live daily routine. Marriage is a routine. Job is a routine. Family's a routine. Everything is a routine. There's no purpose to nothing. I'm just here to exist and break the grave open. The devil is a liar. You were put here for much more and God wants to get on the platform that you have built and he wants to transform your life I was put here to do a mighty work for God I was put here to be used by God I am the head and not the tail ah, we gotta start talking God talk over ourselves I am above and not beneath I am not a victim I'm a victor nay and all these things I am more than a conqueror I am the husband God called me to be I am the father God called me to be I am the pastor God called me to be I am the businessman God called me to be everything he's called me to be I am I am, I am, I am, I am all that God says I am. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm delivered in the name of Jesus. Y'all got to stop walking around. I know there's a lot of ministries out here telling y'all a lot of junk. I ain't got no demon inside of me in the name of Jesus. No devil is welcome in my house in the name of Jesus, boy. If I'm washing my net, it's not because of a devil. It's because God wants to do something in my life. And God, until you get to the point where you say, God, you got my attention. There's another problem, though. There are those who try and empty their nets, and then there are those who empty their nets on purpose because they don't want to do nothing for God. 
people who could use their giftings and their talents for the Lord, but you're trying to fill your net with something else. And so church and the things of God is done at your convenience. Hallelujah. He's washing his net. Jesus jumps on the boat, begins to preach. What a sermon that must have been. Because he done convinced a fisherman to go when he knows there is no fish to go fishing. Jesus will make you do something that is illogical. I don't know. God, you going to... I know I'm preaching better than these amens, Lord. Y'all, y'all lack of amens ain't going to discourage me today. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Jesus will make you do the most illogical thing. Because it's not about trying. It's about. And while you just failed in business, he said, let's go do business. And while you just flipped out on the man, he says, let's go back and talk to the man. No. And while he says, you need to quit on this marriage and family and do you, you know, you got to find your happiness. Let me tell every married couple in here who believe that lie. Don't worry about happiness. That's a lie. All that I got to go find me. I was put here. It's about me now. It's me time. It's. There's no you. Them cheering you, Mac, is them. Translation is the same thing I say. I don't know how to translate it. Jesus will come and tell you something so illogical. Jesus will come and tell you, bless when you broke. Jesus will come and tell you, healed when the doctor's telling you everything else. Jesus will, Jesus will come and tell you something that makes no sense to you. Because you got to understand that Jesus don't function according to your circumstance. Your circumstance is actually functioning according to him. Y'all ain't hearing me in this place. Your situation is not determining Jesus' move. Jesus is never in heaven having meetings. Hey, guys, what should we do about Rich's situation? He's in a calamity. Jesus, don't do that. Everything that happens to you is on schedule with God. Even the things that don't feel like God. God is in charge all the time. You know, church people, we get a devil too much credit for things happening in our lives. Can I take you to the book? I feel like preaching in this house today. Can I take you to the book of Job? Can I show you the difference between God and the devil? First of all, the Bible says that God was just sitting there. Hallelujah. And the third sons of God showed up. And among them was the devil. And God asked him a question. Hey, where you been? And he says, I've been While he's to and fro, the master of the universe is controlling everything. The reason you to and fro is because I'm having fun with you. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And you're forever going to be to and fro because God is doing more than the enemy is ever doing. God is working more. So I don't worry about government. I don't worry about society. I don't worry about tomorrow because I know who's in charge. And the issue why some of you can't accept this is because it's not trying. It's do you. 
type of thing that you gotta you gotta blow the thing up and let it fall where it may you gotta tell the truth and let it go you gotta lose friends when you begin to trust you gotta change direction when you trust you you begin when you begin to trust you become lonely You buy yourself when you trust. You even sometimes lose money when you trust. Y'all ain't see. You, you lose things when you trust. Sometimes trust looks like jail. Hallelujah. Ask Apostle Peter. Ask Apostle Paul. Sometimes trust looks like a beating and a flogging. Sometimes trust looks like you are crazy. Hallelujah. And he's washing his nets. And Jesus done preached whatever he preached that convinces a fisherman to go against everything he knows is logical. And he says to him, let's head out to the deep. And I could just picture that the service is finished. People are going away or maybe they're sitting on the shore and fellowshipping because, you know, church city don't go away. The church is over. We have church after church. Now, church people don't go home. They go to the buffet. <laughs> Speaking of which, and they're fellowshipping, and Jesus turns, and he's already got his boys with him. He don't know this is a setup. He's already separated them. He's already got them where he wanted them. He says, hey, fellas, I got some time on hand. Why don't y'all go fishing? in the deep and he's taking them fishing it is in deep waters that nets are filled stop hugging the shore and when I say that I'm talking about the shores of Christianity stop being a surface Christian if you want to see the move of God in your life go beyond where you are oh we sing it all the time you call me out upon the wall. Y'all wouldn't even go to the beach for Jesus. The great unknown. You're going to have a headache next prayer meeting where feet may fail. And next Sunday, you still ain't going to come to church. And you still ain't going to talk about Jesus. But there, but this is my song, though. There I find you in the... Right? I guess y'all don't sing that one. <laughs> it is in deep waters that you see the nets break. It is in deep waters that God fills your life. We want God, but we don't want the things that he takes us through to show us he's God. We want God's deliverance, but we never want to know what it feels like to be in bondage. We want God's healing, but we don't like when we got to deal with the pain. But if you're going to know God, you got to go beyond. Your, your biblical level got to go beyond following your favorite Instagram scripture poster. That is not reading or studying the Bible. This week I said, let me check some of the preachings that is being put out in the world. After the first two, I said, wow, God, none of that was Bible. What he's saying sounds good, 
but the scriptures they're using don't even mean that. A lot of times, I, I can tell you right now, if I wanted to, I could take this scripture a whole nother way and tell you that the fish is your business and your blessings and your this and that. This ain't what's happening here. This is a metaphor for what God wants to do in his life. This ain't about fish. And you got to go beyond so that when you hear God, you cannot recognize the fake if you don't know the real. And too many Christians are tossed and driven by every wind of doctrine because they don't got a Bible. That's the app that the screen time never says you on. In deep waters. And when you got to trust this man is sailing out and everything inside of him says, you know, ain't no fish out there. But he says, nevertheless, because you said it. Here's another point. Don't let your position become an opposition. Because he's positioned as a fisherman and he could let his position be an opposition to why he doesn't listen to God. I know better. Don't ever let your, I don't care what you attain. It don't go above God. Don't let your position become an opposition. He said, at your word, I will let down my net. And he goes out. And as he begins to cast his net, it's like God had the fish there hiding all night. Do you know that the thing you're waiting for God to move in and do in your life is not lost? You see, here's the problem, and I'm going to say it this way. He built a fishing company, but God built the sea. So you can trust your little fishing company skills, or you could trust the man who already know exactly where the fish is at all time he know where it's swimming he know where it's going he as a matter of fact jesus didn't even plot no coordinates and say let's go in this particular area i'm god i know they're in this area god says go wherever you want just as long as it's deep and let your net down fish will show up why is there fish over there if i said it is it is Wherever you, you know, you know God could have said, let it down in the seashore and fish would have been there. You know God could have said, throw it on the sand and fish would have come out. There. You know, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. The fish didn't show up because of some navigational skills. The fish show up because he said it's got to show up. And your mountains will be moved because he said it's going to be moved. Come on, somebody. Come on. And immediately he became aware of his sin. Listen to this, y'all. Awareness of your sin does not disqualify you from service. It's actually a prerequisite for service. If you don't think you're broken and that you don't need God, you will never be used by God. As long as you walk around telling yourself, I'm a good person. People say, Pastor, you're a good man. I tell them, God is good. 
If there's anything good in me, it's because of him. For I am a man who is not good apart from God. I'm the only one in this room. The rest of y'all good without God. Without God, I'd have knocked somebody out alone. I'll tell you the truth, hallelujah. Old ladies would have been knocked out in a supermarket if it wasn't for God. I don't, I don't discriminate. Anybody catch it if it wasn't for God. If it wasn't for God, I don't care who you are. Hallelujah. Y'all you, you, ain't saying nothing to me. If it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for, I'm going to say that till every devil in hell. I am not good because of me. I'm good because of God. Wasn't for God, I'd cheat, I'd rob, I'd steal. I don't understand the world how they don't got God and still ain't getting by. With no rules? You know how many times I'd be like, God, can you bend the rule, God? Let me, let me come and the Bible say the same thing. You can't smoke that weed. God, you know, if I could, and you read in the Bible, say you can't leave your family. You can't steal. And you can't take from him because he steals. be blessed if you lazy a little fold into the hands a little sleep poverty gonna creep up on you you don't give 10 percent you don't give 10 percent I'm gonna spin a whole block God loves a cheerful giver. That's another way of saying it. And I realized something. Between me and that book, that ain't changing. And it ain't going to change. So who got to do the... And most believers never see God's goodness in their life or what he's promised because we, we just think because we read it and we said amen, it's done. No, my man, you got to live it. You got to launch out in deep waters when logics don't make sense and everything. And he's gone into the deep waters. And then God makes him aware that he's sinful and he said, I'm a sinner. But God does not respond to him based on that. God responds to him because the awareness of the sin is also the, 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 the confession that if I'm going to be used, it can't be because of me. And Jesus said, hired, come and I'll make you a fisher of men the issue is not trying the issue is after you've tried and he tells you one more time do you trust that he who spoke it 
Now, can I tell you something? What is their profession? Spartans? I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, my gosh. Can I help you? This is his company. This is his business. Where the business people at in the house? Make some noise. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on, you got a company. Come on, come on. Yeah. It's two business owners. Yeah. This is his company. I noticed that he never got the fish until Jesus first got the platform. It wasn't until Jesus was in the boat and preached first, then we go fishing. Second, he got so much fish that the boat sank. Here's the point I'm trying to make to you, y'all. His most successful day as a fisherman was this day. This day, he made the most money he had ever made. He could sell so much, he could pay off his debts, he could buy another boat, he could reinvest that. He just made his, he became the Gordon's fisherman. Y'all get what I'm saying? This was his most successful day, and on his most successful day, Jesus said, drop the net and follow me. I could understand you asked me to drop the net while I'm washing it. That's when you should have asked me. No problem. But you done took me out. Showed me fish so big that it breaks the net. Sink in my boat. Come back to shore. Then you tell me, leave it. And follow me. And I will make you fisher of men because God is trying to show him what I'm about to do in your life fish ain't nothing for me to give you fish ain't nothing for me to give you but the problem is if you get married to the business too much you will never leave your net and you will become a slave to your net and you will become a slave to your net and God has blessed people in this room and because you are so married to it you have become a not this room not this room not this room there's another room the other church left it on the Every day, it is nothing for God to give him fish. Watch this, y'all. I'm done. I'm done. Don't be deceived by your success. Don't be deceived by your success. Jesus dies on the cross. Jesus rises from the dead. And Jesus, Peter, gone back fishing because the last we seen of Peter was him denying Jesus and Jesus is looking for Peter 
and he finds him. This is the call of Peter. And this is Jesus' last meeting before he ascends with Peter. And I just want to read this to show you all something. John 21. Afterward, Jesus appeared to his disciples by the sea of Galilee. This is where we met. And I'm back to where we met. And you back to where we met? He appeared to his disciples, by, and it happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas also known as Didymus, and Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, sons of Zebedee, and the two disciples were together. I'm going out to, said, and they said, That ain't what he said. So they went out and got into the boat. But that. Don't you dare go back when God is trying to move you forward. When you go back, you're going to end up with the same results. Let me tell you something. Growth don't feel good. Moving forward don't feel good. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. When you, when you want to achieve things in life, when you want to move forward in life, changes have to be made, sacrifices have to be made, and puts you in places you don't like and you are... Most likely to go back to what you know is comfort zone. But if you go back to what you know, you're going to get what you always got, empty nets. And all night, Simon was in the boat, and he caught nothing. Watch this. Early in the... (laughs) Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. They didn't the first time. And they didn't now. He called out to them, hey, ooh, ooh. <laughs> hey, friends. Y'all got any fish? Seem to be the case when I'm not around. No, they answered. He said, hey, throw your net. On the right side of the boat. And you will find some. When they did. I tell y'all, that fish show up because he said, what's the difference between the left side of a boat? Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm on a boat, y'all. I'm telling you, there's no difference. It's the same thing. He said, throw it on the other side. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Watch this, y'all. Go on. Go on. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved, which is John, said to Peter, it is the Lord. 
As soon as Simon Peter heard him say it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off, jumped into the water. My man was swimming like that, like we all saw on that. All right, we're going to leave it alone. My man was. The other disciples followed the Oh, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Why did I say that? Edit this. You didn't see this. The other disciples followed in the boat. You know there's some hustlers. These disciples are hustlers. They're like, yeah, Peter, you swim ahead. Hold on. Let's get this fish, though. Let's get this fish. The other disciples came towing the boat full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. Watch this. The story gets good. I promise you I'm done. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with You want fish? Who's catching the fish? Where's the fish? He ain't even went on the water. And he's cooking fish. We got a God who can cook, y'all. We got a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you, not everybody's going to be called to lift, to leave. God doesn't call everybody to leave their vocation. There are people that God has called to ministry to preach and teach. And when you get that calling, you got to go. But while on the ministry, wherever you are, you must know that your vocation is not separate from him. That everything else in this world is a resource. That he is always the source. And you don't chase anything else other than God. The issue is not trying. The issue is trusting. Can can you trust God over your marriage? Can you trust God over your business? Can you trust God over your, 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 your careers? Whatever it is you're facing in life, can you say, God, I trust your word? What does that mean to trust his word? It means to do it God's way. No matter what comes your way, I'm going to do it the way God says and honor his word. Look, when they landed, they saw fire burning the coals there with fish on it. And some bread, this man, he didn't even need the little boy for the two fishing. He, he got it. Where it come from? Jesus said to them, bring some, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon, don't, that, don't Jesus make you feel like, really, bro? Really? Hey, bring your little fish that you've been. That's the best you could do. He got barbecue. He got Asian zing sauce on the fish. He buffalo wild fishing it. He so Simon climbed back into the boat, dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish. Why do you think the Bible tell you that? I told y'all the fish show up when he say so much that he knows the number. But even with so many, the net was not. Mm. 
that's a whole nother sermon right there. Go 12, 12. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. They knew Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. Hallelujah. And this was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. I want you all to see this. And when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know I love you. Jesus said, feed my lamb. Jesus said, Simon, do you love me? He said, yeah, you know, I love you. He said, take care of my sheep. The third time, Simon, son, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time. Lord, you know where the fish are. You know where to put my boat. You know I'm broken, you know when I deny you, you know when I fail you, you know my ups and my downs. You, Lord, know all things, and you know that I do love you. And Jesus said, let's go catch men. <sighs> Every head bowed. Every eye is closed. Hallelujah, Jesus.